when you do your uh, your stand up, have mm. you managed to work any bike related humor into your stand up routine? Um, I have in a very vain way, uh, <laughs> just about how I started to do this for a cause, but now I keep getting skinnier and skinnier and I can eat whatever I want. So I finally get to be one of those girls. It's like, oh, I don't know. It's just natural. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just have the metabolism. I, I just happened to ride 1700 miles from New York to <laughs> Well, Denver. they don't have to know. They do not have to know no, that. No, they don't have to know that at no, all. They, they don't. think it's just my natural metabolism. This episode of the Ben & Bikes podcast is brought to you by Dr. Squatch Natural Soap for Men. Let's face it, chaps, after a long day in the saddle, we stink. Now you can upgrade your shower game with Dr. Squatch Natural Soap. You want to smell like the forest? There's pine tar. You want to smell like the sea? There's nautical sage. And if you want to smell like you just got off a boat in the Caribbean, there's bay rum. Visit drsquatch.com. That's D-R-S-Q-U-A-T-C-H dot com for more detail. And now to this week's episode of Ben and Bikes. You're listening to Ben and Bikes with your host, Ben Lockett. This podcast is about bikes but more about the people who ride them and their stories, and less about frame size, shock technology, or even the Tour de France. This is Ben and Bikes, where every bike tells a story. Mara Merrick is a comedian and creator of the popular podcast Happily Never After, a very funny but very adult podcast. Seriously, don't listen to this while taking your kids to soccer practice, is my advice. Uh, Mara is a native of Rockford, Michigan, and now lives in New York City. She's been married three times, engaged seven times, and as an avid cyclist, she's been hit by seven cars. Apparently, so she tells me. On Happily Never After, Mara and her co-host, Andrew Collin, feature a guest who has been affected by divorce. From stories to laughter to moments that might make you cringe, hear the stories that make dealing with divorce a little easier and a little bit funnier, which is always good for divorce. It's never exactly a funny topic. In 2017, Happily Happy Never After received an influx of emails and direct messages from listeners following an episode about a domestic abuse survivor. Listeners of the show reached out to Marek to share their stories of abuse and survival, and she became inspired. I was like, we have to do something, she said, and that is how Bike Laugh Heal was born. More on that in a minute. As a result, Mara kicked off the cross-country bike and comedy tour, Bike Laugh Heal, at the famous Carolines on Broadway. Proceeds from the evening went to Safe Horizons, an organization whose mission is to provide support, prevent violence, and promote justice for victims of crime and abuse, their families and communities. As Mara cycles across the United States, each city stop means a partnership with an organization committed to changing the lives of those impacted by domestic abuse. Her goal is to raise $1 million to prevent domestic violence and support survivors on their journey to safety, health, and laughter. You can stay in touch with Mara by finding her podcast, Happy Never After, on iTunes. Joining Mara on her tour is Sarah, 
and a documentary film crew who will capture an anticipated comedy special to be released following the tour. And she's joining me today on the Ben and Bikes podcast with her dog, Frank. Mara and Frank, welcome to the Ben and Bikes podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Not at all. Uh, I assume most of that was accurate. Yes, uh, it was. It's happy never after. You got it the second half, but we should have called it happily never after. Every time, every time, everyone calls it happily, and we're like, we should have gone with happily. <laughs> okay, so it's, to be clear, happy never after is the name of the podcast. Correct. Yes. All right, yes. Thank you for straightening me. Oh my gosh, you said it right twice. Uh, okay. Well, good. Okay. <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, welcome to Denver as well. Thank you. Thanks. How long have you been here? Uh, about an hour and a half. I don't know. Just not very long. Not Just very this long. morning. No. What are your first impressions of Denver? I love it. It's a little. Uh, the weather influx is a little tri- tricky. Um, right. Yeah, you have to w- wake up and put on like full winter gear, <laughs> and then by noon you're, you're and, stripped off. Yeah, and just bra and, and underwear. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That is very accurate. Yeah. Denver has more sunshine than Florida. Do you know that? I didn't know. Yeah, more than three hundred days. How's a year. the voting here versus Florida? A little bit better. It <laughs> A little better counters. I, I I try to avoid politics on this podcast, but I'll I'll tell you that it's a little bit better than Florida okay, good. and probably Arizona. <laughs> is my guess. That's the only thing I know about politics. So there we go. Right. Yeah. The, 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 your people are here. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay, good. Yeah. Good. So you are a podcast host extraordinaire, comedian, and yes. cyclist. True. All those are true. Where did you get the passion for those three things? Um, I became a comedian first, mm-hmm. uh, and I've always wanted to be a comedian. Uh, even one of my best friends who I passed by on this tour, she was like, you always talked about it. I was like, did I? I can't <laughs> I remember talking about it. But she's like, yep, you always, I always was performing. So I started that first. Um, I started out in Los Angeles, and then um, I had the opportunity to go on a radio show uh to take over the deceased uh, Patrice O'Neill's mm. position. And so I took that job and then um, I kind of evolved into my own show. Mm. So um, I no one's really talks about life after divorce and I am the queen of after divorce, so. <laughs> As my introduction indicated, that's a very <laughs> yeah. good description. So they, they say one of the greatest things about podcasts is you find a very niche audience. Yes. Minor people who like to ride bikes and tell stories about them. You're talking to people who got divorced. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, who want to live after divorce. Yes. <laughs> right, yes. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, and you have done, I think, what all great comedians do, which is move to New York, which is the epicenter of the life of a comedian. I, I think Denver might also be an epicenter, yeah. though, because they have comedy works. Yeah. Black Buzzard is huge. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is a great spot. It yeah. looks like Los Angeles in some mm. parts, like when you're climbing the mountains. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's awesome. There are some subtle differences. <laughs> yeah, kindness. Uh, <laughs> Courtesy. <laughs> fitness. <laughs> That's right. No ocean. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Traffic. The water is so less, stinking cold. Yes. <laughs> less traffic. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah. That's true. Denver is a great city. It's everyone's so nice. Yeah. A lot of flannel. A lot of flannel. A lot of ladies in trucks. I I keep keep lady. seeing the pickup trucks. And I'm like, yeah, hot yeah. dudes. Yeah. And a lot of ladies getting out. A lot of ladies. Still yeah. very turned on though. That, no. that's, <laughs> that's very that's very true. 
There are a lot of trucks uh, driven by women um, <laughs> in Denver. I'd never actually known that to be a thing. That was, seems like the observation of a comedian right there. Well, I just, you know, you think about like manly man and like the right. truck scene right. and you're like, yeah, that's, he's going to have like a knife and a gun and he's going to like know how to take control. Yeah. And then the little lady gets out. Yes. Like, but the thing is right. about Daniel, she will still have a knife yeah. and a gun <laughs> and know how to take control. I guarantee it. <laughs> Do not mess with ladies in trucks. <laughs> Period. <laughs> That's my advice. Okay. <laughs> um, so, um, how did you get into into the podcasting? Well, obviously, you you have a theme, but how did you start that journey? Um, well, just on the I was just on the show, the serious show, and then that turned into a podcast, and oh. then I kind of figured out how to do it and had a whole. And that, the first podcast that I was on was very uh, alpha male dominated and I was supposed to just be the sidekick that played along and then after a while I was like wait wait a minute I I basically can buy a truck you know like I got move to Denver yeah a and buy a truck <laughs> get a gun and a knife yeah so I kind of evolved out of that and so okay. now yeah how long have you been doing uh happy never after we've had for two years nice well our 100th episode is coming up, so almost two years. Excellent. Yeah. And you have a huge following on iTunes now, I think. Yeah, we do. Yeah, I'm thankful. Almost 250. I think years. everybody's been broken up with, so uh, it's kind of a relatable topic. We well, we basically just talk about our dumb lives, you know. <laughs> it's like, That's good. Yeah, it's fun. And then we have a guest on, and then it just, we try to make it fun and funny, right. even though divorce can be a little ugly sometimes. Right. Yeah. Uh, more on that in a moment. Let's talk about the cyclist part. Oh, yeah. So if you've been hit seven times by cars. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming you're relatively committed. I'm going to make Mentally, this work. Yes. God damn it. <laughs> 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 I'm getting up. I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah. Even, uh, I don't know if this trip counts as one more, but my support car driver has also hit me. <laughs> so, so you are eight. I'm on eight. So I was going to ask you I that. beat my engagements. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. So it, you've been you've been hit by seven cars uh, mm -hmm. and now eight. Yes. So at what point did you wake up and say, I'm going to ride my bicycle from New York to California, I assume? Is I, that the end point? California? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we just changed the route too because before I was going to go straight across and go through the Nevada Basin mm. because it's beautiful, mm. um, but also a little I think it, uh, a little boring. From yeah. uh, so, so I was like, sorry, Nevada. Uh, but now we're going to go down and around and up the coast of California. Mm -hmm. So uh, it should be a little different. Maybe hopefully a little easier. I'm not sure. But I know a lot of people in California because that's where I was a cyclist. Right. Yeah. So I rode in 2003 with Felt. Mm. And then um, I got hit by a car. So I really didn't ride with them because mm. uh, I got hit pretty quickly. Yeah. And uh, benched uh, more more so wheelchaired. And then mm. um, I had 17 pins in my hips. And I oh still have God. a couple. What? Yeah. And then uh, as soon as I got the nerve to go ride again... Uh, I got hit by a 16-year-old who was turning right from a middle lane on a one-way street. Mm. Like, he just decided quickly. He was like, oh, no, I have to turn right there. And I was right there. So uh, I flipped over the car and landed. And thankfully, I had my helmet on. But, oh, no. yeah, it was crazy. That was in San Diego. And then I stopped riding for a while because I was, I was like, all right, uh, maybe, maybe there's a sign here. And then um, I just can't 
give it up. So, right. I mean, you know what it's like. You get out there and you ride and you're like, adrenaline is everything. Totally. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, you're, you're, you're right. Um, I, I do try to ride a mountain bike as often as possible because it's just the access is there for here. Right. right yeah. Um, and the only time I ride my road bike at this point is if I can't ride my mountain bike because the trails are covered in snow or mud or whatever. Oh, yeah. So it's safer to ride a mountain bike uh, when it comes to cars. So that's that's why I do that. But uh, tell me about fel- your felt career. That's fascinating. I had no clue. Um, well, I rode. I was married at the time. I rode. Which marriage was that? A second. Okay. <laughs> Between the first and the second. <laughs> <laughs> My second was only seventeen days. So. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I don't Good know. <laughs> it's not a record, but it's pretty impressive. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, I, I made the team and then I went home to visit my parents. I mean, it was like no time on the team because right. I went home to visit my parents and I was training there and that's where I got hit. So uh-huh. then I was out and then I just don't have the speed or the strength after right. that. Yeah, you need yeah. to commit to that. Yeah. Otherwise, you're not going to I got a little out. injured on this ride and it slowed me down in- incredibly. Huh. So I pulled my psoas, I think, uh, and it's been a little pain in the butt, but I went from, you know, an average of 18 to 24 miles per hour to like 13 on the hills. I'm like, can you keep going? <laughs> Please, right. left leg. <laughs> I've had no injuries from a bike, and that's about my speed going up the hill. <laughs> well, there was a guy, I was, uh, I went on horse tooth mountain i yeah. went to hike with my with frank right and uh i kept walking past the mountain bikers and i was like you could just walk it and <laughs> get up yeah. there a little faster <laughs> there's many mountain bikers that would love the like the last thing that they could do they would just try to get to the top of the hill <laughs> i know i know these are pretty intense mountains though so, they are. yeah they really are and I'm talking of road riding so that horse tooth reservoir with the, with the teeth there yeah that is a brutal it, it's ride. really brutal yeah and i just i just look away every time i'm like i'm so sorry you keep doing yeah. <laughs> keep doing you you're killing it <laughs> yeah nice so uh you you're in new york mm-hmm. you kick off this tour mm-hmm um and that was on august the 13th, 13th. yeah um and from that point you've ridden from there to we went to yes okay and the goal of the trip is to stop off at, at venues along the way where Correct. you do your routine mm-hmm. and uh so tell me about where you've been between like the highlights of the trip between new york and colorado so we went south point jersey philly lancaster through amish country mm-hmm. uh which was so funny because it was like Amish, 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 and then all of a sudden you hit this stop sign and it's just regular. It was like yeah. <laughs> regular civilization with electricity, uh, and they had a show like right across the stop street, the little sign right there. It was so great. So all the tickets uh, sales are going to shelters, but um, yeah, oh, Pittsburgh good. was amazing. Mm-hmm. That was a nice uh, warm up for mountains. Right. It was also very cold there. It was like forty mm-hmm. in the mornings, right. and that was at the beginning of the trip. Um, my sister and brother in law rode with me from Lexington to Indianapolis, and mm-hmm. we did that in one day. That was one hundred ninety six miles. That's a long day. It was a long, long day. My sister's a nut. Like mm-hmm. she is an engineer, and she went to MIT. She's mm-hmm. like. She goes, no, let's just do this in one day. I was like, hey, I have three days for this. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> She's well, like, no, let's go. <laughs> I was like, okay. And then she got out there and just pedaled. She was so cute. And then she's like, okay, I'm done. And she did 20 miles. And I was like, okay, well, that's a tenth. <laughs> <laughs> 
Gotta love it. Did, she, did she count it right there? Well, we she uh, stopped for like 40 miles and then she would come back out. And oh, then, okay. Yeah. So she got in the truck? So her husband vehicle. and her would switch off and drive the car. Okay. So her husband would ride like 60 and then she'd ride like 20. Mm. She's, she's like, I just want to make it 20 each time. I'm like, you know, you committed us to 200 miles. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah excellent yeah that was awesome um, so I think I heard you say that that when you, you the ticket sales from each of these venues goes towards the goal of reaching yes a million dollars yes uh, how close are you to your goal with about, six days left to go I believe we don't have six days we are going um, through October 31st good. yes and we're doing a show every night in October okay uh, October is Domestic Abuse Awareness Month okay so that's the other reason why we changed it so okay. we have about 700,000 to go um, so org, please donate. <laughs> yeah, so let, let's spell out it. So where do people go if they want to contribute to They can come country? to a show. Okay. They can buy a t-shirt. It's yes. a really actually a very cool road bike yes. uh, handlebar set. Great uh, thank you. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, Sarah and I designed that. Nice. We drew it out too. Yeah. So uh, it's cool. Um, yeah, so that's a bonfire campaign, bonfire handlebars of hope. Um, that's all on the website bikelaughheal.org. Okay. So you can find everything there. My blog, my podcast, my, okay. yeah, everything. And there's Good. a little donate button. Okay. And there will be a link to that website on the Ben and Bikes podcast website awesome. as well. I'll include it on the tweet. Thank you. Also. I'm taking a break from the Ben and Bikes podcast to allow People for Bikes, one of my amazing sponsors, to tell you about the work they are doing to support you, the bike rider, across the country. Sign up for details at peopleforbikes.org forward slash Ben. Every day, two dozen People for Bikes staffers go to work at our Colorado headquarters, in the field, and in Washington, D.C. Our team focuses on making every bike ride safer, easier to access, and more fun. As November approaches, cities, counties, and states across the country are finalizing the measures and propositions that voters will decide on election day. These laws can provide crucial funding for bicycling projects or take it away. Last month, we covered the repeal of California's gas tax, which will be on the ballot this fall as Proposition 6. If passed, the measure would eliminate $100 million in annual funding for bicycling in the Golden State. Funding for bike projects is also at risk in Connecticut, Virginia, and Washington. These states have ballot measures that, if passed, could prevent transportation funds from being used on bike projects like off-street bike paths and greenways. There's good news, too. Bikes also have opportunities to score big wins in November. In 2016, voters approved ballot measures that generated $4.6 billion in new funding for bicycle projects. This year, both Colorado and Maine will have measures that would generate more than $6 billion in new funding for transportation and would designate some of those funds for bicycle and pedestrian purposes. People for Bikes will be tracking all of the ballot measures that affect bike riding on our online ballot tracker. To stay informed on bike-related ballot measures in your hometown, join People for Bikes at peopleforbikes.org Ben. It's free and helps make bike riding better for everyone. Uh, so who is the support team? I mean, it's not just you riding a bike, uh, my guess. No. So who's supporting you along this whole trip? Uh, my support car driver is Sarah Robert. She started out as a fan of the podcast, mm. and then she started doing – I paid her to do my social media for the podcast, and right. then 
she was leaving her job and moving to New York. And I said, hey, I need a driver. Because uh, Andrew Collin, Happy Never After podcast co-host, yes. gave up who, on me. Who committed. <laughs> who committed. But he's not writing. <laughs> <laughs> and backed out, per the huge, if you're listening, Andrew. <laughs> Andrew, Andrew. She's coming home in a truck with a flannel shirt, a gun, and a knife. <laughs> and she's gone. She's looking for coming you. Coming for you. She's coming for you. Watch out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, he's great, but yeah, I get it. Uh, I, I he works out for like a week, and then he goes, I'm, "I think I pulled something," and I'm like, "Where?" I, every, every it's, it's just all over. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> "Oh gosh, men!" And uh, yeah, so that's seven hundred grand. We're hoping to get there. Okay, I'm sure you will. I'm, I'm positive. Sure you'll blow it away. Yes. Um, do you ride your bike much in New York? Every day. Okay. I don't take the train. So, uh, interesting connection here. One of the other interviews that I've done is a New York chef called Seamus Mullen. Okay. Um, and uh, you can find that on the website. Um, and uh, I was in, I met Seamus in his apartment in Brooklyn. Um, and he, I, I was just assuming, ignorantly, because I'm I, I, sorry to say I've only been to New York like three times in my entire life, mm-hmm. uh, is that I just thought, New York would be a terrible place to ride a bicycle. No. But it really isn't, right? It's, uh, you have to be careful when you buy parked cars. Okay. But other than that, you get, everybody oh, gets doored. Oh, people opening doors? Yes. Mm-hmm. They don't look at all. No. Um, so people get doored all the time. Right. Uh, but other than that, it's great. Except for the <laughs> the bridges, they do freeze on the bike paths. So right. there is, you have to watch out for black ice. But other than that, it's great. And then you don't have to ride on the train with someone's junk in your face, yeah. which is great. Which, <laughs> That's I, I the would key. Concur. I would yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We uh, we don't get too much of that here in Denver. No, not a lot of junk and, in your face. And here here is me talking to you before the podcast about you know Denver's not a cow town anymore, <laughs> and I'm gonna I'm gonna be very careful. You know, but Denver doesn't have that. You know, we're just nice people here. It's just that. Just not not even uh, not even accurate. <laughs> do you uh, do you get out of New York to ride at all? I go upstate a lot. Okay. So and Jersey's very close. Okay. So I try to go. I have a car, and uh, so I try to get out as much as I can. Okay. You can't. I mean, you can go over the George Washington Bridge and go along the Palisades in New Jersey, which is uh, similar. I mean, it's not as high, definitely, but the elevation changes are uh, similar. Right. There, yeah, it's a good training ride. When you do your uh, your stand up, mm-hmm. have you managed to work any bike related humor into your stand up routine? Um, I have, in a very vain way, uh, <laughs> just about how I started to do this for a cause, but now I keep getting skinnier and skinnier, and I can eat whatever I want. So I finally get to be one of those girls. It's like, oh, I don't know, it's just natural. <laughs> 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 I just have the metabolism. I, I just have to ride seventeen hundred miles from New York to. <laughs> well, Denver. they don't have to know. That. They do not have to. know No, that. they don't have to know that no, at all. They, they can don't. think it's just my natural metabolism. Right. So I find, like many people, when I'm riding my bike that I'm able to focus on something very specific a lot of the noise goes away and mm-hmm. I'm very focused might what kind of what I'm thinking about mm-hmm. do you develop any of your stand-up routine while you're riding your bike I do which is hard because then I have nowhere to put it yeah, yeah. so then I sit there and I keep putting it on the wheel and I'm yes. like do not forget do not forget do and not forget. forget yeah and then I get home and I'm like I just remembered to not forget it <laughs> 
yeah. Especially at the end of 60, 80 miles, you're yeah. like brain dead. Yeah. Yeah. I would imagine that's the case. I have exactly the same problem. I have these genius ideas and then what was that? <laughs> so, like, how did I do that? Sometimes I do stop and uh, write it down because I'm like, okay, write it down. Right. Figure it out. Put it on your phone. Yeah. Right. So I'll stop and record it into my phone. You must have met a lot of people between here and New York at this point. Yeah. Uh, what's been your observation of people that you've met? I'm doing a smile. Uh, like, who do you smile to? Uh, what states do you smile? <laughs> what states do you just keep your head down and keep going? <laughs> yeah. I'm taking a break from the Ben and Bikes podcast to tell you more about Dr. Squatch Natural Soap for Men. Made with natural ingredients from the earth like oils, plants, goat's milk, Greek yogurt, and oatmeal. Turn your post-ride shower game up to 11 and get ready to get out of the shower feeling alive. Ship straight to your door, 100% satisfaction guaranteed. And if you sign up for monthly automatic soap delivery, you'll get free shipping on all orders. Visit drsquatch.com. That's D-R-S-Q-U-A-T-C-H dot com for more details. And now back to this week's podcast. So um, who are in the do not wave states? Do not wave yeah. in Iowa. No. No, I know. Huh. Don't even look at them. <laughs> it's like an old cat that's been through Vietnam. It's like, you're like, you're like don't even look at it. <laughs> Those moments. Okay. Yeah, which uh, was, it was insane because I was... <laughs> They had all this flooding the two days before I was there, and there's all these really nice bike paths. So I was like, oh, maybe it's a yeah. nice town. But you have to carry your bike underneath the bridges and walk through this. We, well, we, I had to because it was so flooded. So oh, you, okay. I had to pick up my bike and walk through. Right. And uh, I just looked over to another biker, and I was like, crazy, right? And he was like, ugh. <laughs> oh, my God, sorry. <laughs> Not even English, just a noise. Just a grunt. I was like, move, moving, moving. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's, it was crazy. Pennsylvania, funny. Philadelphia, absolutely not. Forget about it? No, yeah. avoid it. Avoid it. <laughs> Next time, on the way back. I asked this, this uh, parked car to get out of the bike lane. I was like, can you move your... There's a parking lot right next to it. You could just park in the parking lot. And he right. goes, we're all just trying to live here. And I was like, yeah, yeah. I'm in the, This is the bike... Okay, you're right. <laughs> that was going. his response. We were all just trying to yeah. live here. And then he like yeah. ran after me going, this is not all about you. <laughs> <laughs> there was in Philadelphia, there was this uh, drone that went across the United States on a bike path. Hmm. And um, it made it all the way west to east okay. to Philadelphia. And then people in Philadelphia beat it up. <laughs> so, Okay. So oh wait, didn't... this is the this is right the home of the Philadelphia Eagles. I yes, mean, this yes. is the whole culture, yes. right? It's not untrue. Yeah. It is ruthless there. Also, home of it's always sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> the yes. finest show on television, as far as my myself and my kids are involved. Yeah, right? it's, it's uh, not friendly. But I mean, they love their Eagles. But yeah, I wouldn't okay. camp out there. Right, so <laughs> now we've slammed three states out of fifty. Yeah, sorry, so, so, sorry, everyone. So. Who are on the Who are on the good list? Oh, really, Nebraska! Everyone mm. there is so nice. Right, uh, a lot of bike paths there. Yeah. Do you know it's the most friendly bike state. I did not know. Yeah, this is they've won that award many okay. years in a row. Um, uh, Indiana, everyone was lovely there. Um, Illinois, I didn't see a person. Um, 
uh, I really actually didn't see anybody in Indiana also. <laughs> Just calm? <laughs> Just, yeah, when I stopped into a bike shop for oil, I, everyone was nice there. Yeah, but other than that, I really didn't even see people mm. at no no houses, just farms. Yeah. Um, I don't even know where else I've been, but everyone here has been lovely. I was going to say, you're in Colorado, so let's let's hear for Colorado. Has it, has it been a good biking experience here? Yes. Okay, good. Yes. Good. Uh, yeah, good answer. <laughs> Poudre River. Poudre. Poudre River Trail is closed right now. Oh. Um, and there's a road close sign. Okay. And a cone. It was attached to cones, but right in front of that, right. uh, there was a, the bottom rung of a wire fence was connected, <laughs> and I wheeled over it. Did and, you see it before you Oh, got no, no, I didn't oh see it God. until I got the front wheel was go rolling over. No, it was disastrous. Oh, you went over the handles? Oh, my gosh, I, yeah, I really... That's part of it. See that bad boy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The whole side of my... <laughs> Mara's pointing to an enormous bruise on her <laughs> on her right knee. Yeah. It's all down my leg. I, and I had just passed this group of cyclists. I was like, excuse me, come through. And then, boom. So I was like, Christmas. I know. I was like... Colorado oh. Department of Transport, you should be ashamed of yourselves. <laughs> that is terrible. I know. And then they had picked up their bikes at that point and walked through someone's backyard. Right. And the person on the porch was like waving to them hello hmm. i was like everyone's so nice here as yeah. i was sitting in the mud <laughs> yeah. so most people here are nice uh there are there are some truck drivers going back to you know the stereotyping of truck drivers that we've been doing this conversation who feel the need to floor their diesel trucks as mm -hmm. they pass you mm -hmm. and cover you in a cloud of black diesel smoke oh is that what that is that is what that is they call it rolling coal Oh, is that what they... That even has a name here. It's, it's very sweet. But it is such a minority. Most people are very bike-friendly. Um, no doubt about it. If you drive a semi-truck and are listening to this podcast, yes. please do not pass riders and honk the horn. Yeah. <laughs> it's so scary. It's so scary, right? Every time they pass by and they go, uh, I'm like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> okay. N note to all truck drivers out there. <laughs> if you're listening to the Ben and Bikes podcast... Of course you are. Of course you are. Uh, then, then please listen to what Mara has to say. <laughs> Enough of that. I know you're trying to be friendly, but let's leave that alone. Um, so, where are you staying on all these on all this journey? Friends' homes. Okay. Uh, comics houses. Oh really? Yeah, it's I a camped comic a couple. Network? I it didn't is. even know that was a thing. Yeah, we all stick together. It's kind of like cyclists right. have warm showers, you know, and uh -huh. we have uh, each other. Good. So we're all a broken family. So right. we all stick together. It's really. Interesting, you when I have called the different cities to set up shows, mm -hmm. and uh, without hesitation, whoever's producing the show with me says, "You can stay at my home. Mm -hmm. You can all stay." And I'm, I even have a dog, which oh, I always think that can be a problem, but no one's had any issue. Yeah, yeah, it's great. He's a crazy dog. You've probably heard him <laughs> running around barking during this podcast. He's actually fast asleep on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, never break into Mara's house because she's got a crazy attack dog that'll take you out. <laughs> With hugs and With naps. <laughs> hugs and naps, right. Exactly right. Yeah, no doubt. Um, so Sarah just follows you in a car mm -hmm. the whole way. Is she like right behind you the whole way with blinkers? Or? She was at first. Okay. Um, and then that became a little tough on my brand new truck. Yeah. So I could hear the truck start doing the little timing belt ticking thing. Yeah. So I was like, let's just start going checkpoint to checkpoint. Okay. So depending on the weather and the course, right. um, 
we'll go either 10 to 20 miles and she just checks in with me there. But we are doing a full documentary, so she's, yes. she's got to get some of it. And uh, in Nebraska, it was so windy that I had her go a little bit less. I was like, every 12 miles, because who knows where. Yeah. <laughs> it took forever. I'd yeah. rather do mountains here right. than do wind. Yeah, wind is horrible. I, I really went the wrong way. You, you did. I did. <laughs> you went into the wind. That's correct. For the most Both part. ways. Yeah. Because I'm going to go south. Yeah. I was like, what am I doing? Bad planning. Right I, know. <laughs> I know. Yeah. You should, should be following studying those wind charts. <laughs> I'm naturally blonde, so You're natural. it comes out. <laughs> I can't believe that. Um, so uh, you are um, staying here in Denver. Mm -hmm. Tonight you're playing your stand-up. Is this your, coming your out on Thursday? This Thursday you're doing the stand-up. Yes, on Thursday the 27th at okay. Black Buzzard. Okay. Yes. Uh, and then when do you start your next leg? The next morning. Oh, okay. To Pueblo. Okay. Yeah. So. Uh, how so? How do you plan the route? I mean, you try to stay off highways, I would imagine. Um, I just follow Google Maps, mm -hmm. and it on your phone mm -hmm. on the bike. Yep, mm -hmm. I just hook it up to one of those uh, Quad Logic things. Right so on it, my I just bike. want to be clear: when you were in New York, did you say Los Angeles? Where, where's the endpoint? Is it Los Angeles? <laughs> so uh, now it's Oregon. Oh, okay. Now it's we're going to Portland, okay. but okay. So did I you, said San Francisco. Did you literally say I'm in and on Google say San Francisco, and you're still following that route that you set on Google in New York? Uh, I am not one to plan at all, so I didn't even say to San Francisco. I just said, "How do I get to New Jersey?" <laughs> <laughs> so it's one leg at a time. Is what it's one leg. I don't want to okay. see it. Yeah, ahead of time. Yeah, yeah. The day before I look. Okay, so you think you're going to get to Pueblo? Uh, I'm going to do a little pre-riding since I have, I'm here, my birthday is Wednesday. Oh. So I was like, let's just be in one place for a while. Yeah. And uh, so I'm going to ride today, tomorrow, and Thursday down to there, so then, or at least most of the way. Okay. So then uh, by the 28th, I don't have to do as much. Okay. I can just do the last 40. Yeah. Yeah, that's Be the plan. Beautiful ride. Um, is it? Pueblo, yeah. Oh, good. It'd be stunning. Because Greeley uh, smelled. You know why it smelled? <laughs> yes, I passed by the yeah. reason it smells. <laughs> God. I, mean, it's, <laughs> I had my jersey all the way up over my know, face, like and I just kept putting water on my jersey, and I was like, filter, 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 filter. It, 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 when the wind blows in the wrong direction, you can smell it down here. Oh, yeah. it is something. Mumford beef, or whatever it's called now. Yeah. They literally process like 5,000 cows a day. It's, oh. <laughs> it's, I know. It's As a vegetarian, that kills yeah. me. <laughs> I thought you'd like to know that. <laughs> I almost bought a cow in Nebraska. Oh, good. Well, how did that happen? I went to one of those processing places that they were going to sell the cows. And I, you were going to make an impact by buying one cow, saving it from death? I just wanted to say hi to the cows. And all of them, they right. were just little calves. And all of them walked away except for this one okay. walked over and was just playing with me. And I was like, Norman, like in City Slickers. Oh, I was like, oh, no, I can't leave it. So what, you didn't? I left it because yeah, we were staying with firemen there. Right. And the firemen were like, you can just leave it at our place. And I was like, then I can come back. Uh, <laughs> but I didn't. You didn't come back. I know. Well, you, you, uh, and, and Norman is probably a burger. At this <laughs> <laughs> a veal burger. Okay. He was just a baby. He wasn't a veal burger. That's worse than He's that. a baby. Horrible. He's a baby, yeah. 
Baby cows grow up to big cows. They get turned into burgers. <laughs> Just so you know. Oh. Just thought I'd help you out. Thank you. You're, You're so sweet. Right. Okay. <laughs> um, so, um, the we mustn't lose uh, focus of okay, the reason why you're doing this, which is domestic raising money towards charities that support people who've been involved with domestic abuse. Yes. So why did that? Why did that hit a real chord with you? I grew up in a home where my mother, a tiny town in Rockford, Michigan, and uh, my mom is bipolar, and she was unmedicated when we were growing up, so she, it was a little violent in the house. Mm. And uh, and then my first husband was violent, and then uh, fast forward, and I kind of just, you just think, this is just how life is, and then... Uh, I had a podcast, I have a podcast, and I had a guest on, Lisa, and she talked about, she was one of the coaches of my old tri-team, mm. and uh, she was dating another coach, and uh, he was abusive, and she would show up to practice all the time and be in sorts and mm. look like uh, me with my running over the wire all the time, and mm. uh, it was a little, it was too much. It was mm. like, you can't fall every time. You know, your bike doesn't have a scratch on it. What are you talking about? And uh, so she told her story, and we got thousands of messages, emails, letters, everything. So I was like, it's probably time to do something. And then this was born. Yeah. And uh, 5.8, domestic abuse is a $5.8 million uh, industry, basically. It's a prevention, ER visits, uh, security, emergency services. So... We're helping the shelters uh, right now, and we're do we'd like to take a third of the money and give it to adv advocacy so we can lessen the cost every year. Right. Also, two-thirds of all shelters, which are very needed, are on the verge of closing. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's why we're doing this, right. basically. And I'm assuming most most shelters are not state-funded in any way. They are state-funded, but oh. they get a minimal amount okay they don't get enough um one of the every every shelter is a little bit different and uh the one that we worked with in peoria it had flooded and their second home that was housing eight families was flooded so they had to take all the families out and um and then now they don't know how they're going to refix that shelter so right. um they don't get enough money from the government and i think just to run it without being flooded uh, one of the homes was, I think, $12,000 a day mm. for food and everything. And, uh, yeah, and they had two of them. So it's, they, didn't, they didn't have enough. Anyway, so that's why we're doing it. Okay. Well, yeah. Very good. Thanks. And, uh, I, is it still the goal to give to shelters with at each city that you're stopping in? or are you Yes. Okay. So within, because we do this with Eventbrite, so within yeah. 72 hours, Eventbrite releases the funds, and we just send nice. it right to them. Okay. Yeah. Who is the Denver uh, shelter? It's actually a coalition. So Denver has 58 shelters, and Violence Free Colorado is in charge of all 57 of them. Okay. So we are giving it to the coalition, okay. who will then disperse okay. accordingly. Good. Based on need. Yeah, it's Good. really neat. You guys are very well organized. I'd like to hear that, especially <laughs> on that subject. That's good. Bikes and shelters. They're pretty good at organizing both those. Read into that one and one. <laughs> Um, good. Uh, so, um, so from here down through Colorado, Pueblo mm -hmm. into New Mexico. Correct. Santa Fe, then Albuquerque. Okay. And are you doing a stand up in Albuquerque? I am. Yeah. Yeah. And then from Albuquerque. Well, let's give a shout out to Albuquerque because is that the next stand up in in New Mexico? 
It goes Pueblo Santa Fe. Oh, you're doing one in Pueblo. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then uh, Santa Fe, New Mexico, and then Albuquerque. I see. Yes. So the first and the second okay. will be New Mexico. Okay. And um, from from there you go into the Arizona. Next, Arizona. Yes. Tucson and, mm-hmm. and Phoenix. Phoenix. Yes. Okay. And then we go Palm Springs. Yep. Inland San Diego, San Diego proper, North County San Diego, LA, San Luis Obispo, Mm -hmm. Santa Barbara, Comedy Hideaway there, Um, San Fran, Sacramento, somewhere in Portland. I can't remember all the names, but yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's incredible. Thank you. Really incredible. We're going to do it because in between Albuquerque and Tucson, there's no human beings, I don't think, there. So I don't think that I don't think so. so we're, we're probably going to stay in a hotel. And uh, <laughs> and I know for sure that we're going to do an, an Instagram comedy show. Oh, so we're going to cool. do an Instagram live. I'll have all my New York and L.A. Com- comics sign in and do the show with us. That's very cool. Yeah, What's thanks. your Instagram handle? Mara Merrick, M-A-R-A-M-A-R-E-K. Okay, good. Um, do you estimate like how many miles you will have ridden by the time you get to Portland? Yeah, about 4,200. That's crazy. 4,300, I yeah. know. I kind of did a little zigzag because I, if I would have just gone from New York to here, it would have been 2,049 miles. Yeah, what's up with that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you told me to add it up, and I'm at almost 2,600. I was like, what kind of math have yeah. I been doing? Well, <laughs> this makes me laugh just a little bit here, which is the fact that you are saying that I'm the one that told you to your mile. <laughs> You're the one riding the bike. <laughs> Just want to make that clear. Yeah, <laughs> you I think don't, you would have done that yourself. I, <laughs> I don't want to know. <laughs> okay, I understand that. That makes total sense. Um, that's very cool. Well, it's a, it's a great cause, thank and you're you. a great person, and um, thank you so much for you and Frank being on the oh, Band of Bikes podcast. Thanks. I wish you all the best. I really hope that you stick uh, at eight in terms of the time that times that you've been hit by cars <laughs> between here and Portland, <laughs> and forevermore for that matter. But yes, let's just take it in baby steps at this point. <laughs> Nothing, no other dramas between here and Portland, okay? Um, but Mara, thank you very much for being on the Ben thank and Bikes podcast. I Appreciate it. It was fun. Okay, thanks. We hope you enjoyed this edition of the Ben and Bikes podcast. You'll find this and many other episodes about athletes, authors, filmmakers, and community organizers, all with a story to tell about bikes by visiting benandbikes.com. Thank you for listening. We'd sure appreciate it if you could rate and review the Ben and Bikes podcast wherever you listen. We appreciate your support, and thanks for helping us connect with other bike enthusiasts. If you have a bike story to tell, email us, ben at benandbikes.com.